What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. Tim Dando here, normally with Sean Mackey, but he is not in attendance this week as he is in Florida. So I'm joined by Kyle Brandon himself. What's happening, man? How are you? Good, good. Good. So Kyle, as you know, is the host of Shot Callers, and their episode just went up where they discussed Trey Young's crazy run. They discussed load management and how dumb it is. And they also discussed all the other news we had, including the infamous Milwaukee Bucks clinching the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So this episode between Kyle and I is a little different. We don't cover a whole lot of news. We just talk about what the fuck is going on between the Lakers and Celtics and how we feel things turn out for them. So uh, that is the best of this episode. But before we get to that, uh, I want to go ahead and once again send a reminder that Wednesday, March 20th from 7.30 to 9 p.m. Eastern at Braxton Brewery on 7th Street in Covington, we will be having an at-large bid live podcast getting ready for the NCAA tournament where you can come out, have some beers with us, talk with our guests, and also we're taking cash donations where 100% of the proceeds go to the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. So we're going to be doing that. Hopefully you guys come out, have a good time with us, talk some hoops, drink some brews, donate to a good cause. But without further ado, here's the show and enjoy it. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Oh, boom shakalaka. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo. Okay. All right, so anytime that you come to the 48 Minutes side of the network and you're on my show, I have a special intro I like to do for you. So once again, for about the third or fourth time, forever, ever, GLK is in the building, baby. What's happening, man? How are you? I'm good. Glad good. to be here. Thanks for filling in this week for Sean. Yeah, of course. I have big shoes to fill. Sean, you are missed. I'm going to try and do you honorably. Yeah, he's out in uh, Florida right now killing it. Whoa. Yeah, he's actually not too far away from where I'm going to be when I go to Orlando in a month. Wow. Yeah, that. so that, that worked out that we weren't there at the same time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so normally this is kind of like we talk a lot of news and stuff on this show, but Kyle and I thought it was really important with the way the league has been going this year that we kind of have this conversation about the two biggest franchises, I would still say, in, NBA, in the NBA. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. Yeah. So they still so happen to have two guys that have won a championship together and have played in finals together and have a really unique timeline of relationship. So and we're going to talk how they correlate because apparently they still very much correlate. So let's start with um, the Lakers and LeBron James because would it be a show on our network if we didn't talk about that? It wouldn't, and it really wouldn't be NBA talk if it wasn't LeBron. I know right. On, on Ben and I's episode, we... Uh, tried to keep it LeBron-less. <laughs> you guys do a good job of it. To try and save it. Um, yeah. But LeBron James, that's that's he's really the antagonist. He's the main character of the NBA. He mm-hmm. has been for the last 16 years. Yeah. Since he was 15. Right. right. Decade and a half or so. Decade and a half. He's the main character. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's just, oof. Man, so, the night when Sean and I recorded 40 minutes last week, we recorded during the Grizzlies game. So I did not see the non-closeout three-point shot at first. I didn't yeah. see it until after we recorded, or else I would have had a lot of things to say about it. About Joakim Noah, too, I'm sure, yeah. as a Bulls fan. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then 
he goes into the locker room and he says something about um was this no this was this wasn't the is basketball number one on your brain coming from the guy who produces HBO shows and produces movies and stuff and is on a two chains record yes okay yes. right in in some defense he was kind of asked about it yeah. I suppose but it's also a very non-favorable soundbite yes absolutely i mean he still said those words and it's not it's very not favorable to him yes and then they lose again and he comes out and says um if distractions with how things have gone all year if you if you're worried about distractions you're playing for the wrong franchise interesting thing to say for a guy who's played for the franchise since july yeah and interesting thing to say for a guy that's played for the franchise since july and has fell far below from expectations yes so i don't know it, it it's looking rough his, it, his comments are looking rough and then the play on the court isn't backing it up either yeah so i watched a thing that like i watched Wobe's twitter video he did last night okay where he was trying to defend lebron and you know me i mean very few people defend him the way i do but even sure. i went okay dude you're 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 reaching at this point you're definitely to the front of the line for lebron defenders yeah and rightfully so. He's done tons to deserve the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Throughout his career. But when he comes out, when Wobe comes out last night, he goes, do you think LeBron's going to give maximum effort for a team that their best case scenario is they lose to the Warriors in the first round? And my thought on that was, yeah. As a matter of fact, he should. <laughs> like, Yeah, he should. If he, you know, for, for years we've known him to be the competitor. And they're like, he's not going to use his max effort for the team that's not going to be there next year. And, like, that, that's dumb. That is dumb. That yeah. is dumb. And that excuse doesn't fly anywhere else in the NBA. No. Anywhere else in that locker room. Right. If Brandon Ingram knows that he's going to get traded, is Brandon Ingram allowed to not try on defense? Yeah. No. And, actually, Brandon Ingram has been trying. He's been very good lately. He's been killing it. Yes. And this guy... It has to know that he's one of the bigger trade pieces on this team. Mm -hmm. And it, it, that excuse just doesn't fly anywhere. We've never let it fly. And I don't know why we're picking one situation where we're going to apply this flawed logic to. This, just this one situation, but not other ones. Right. Well, it's like I've, I've, I've made this point to you now. Um, this Lakers team has already lost more games than the Cavs did last year. <laughs> and it's, would you, that's bad. Would, would you put things on paper? Whatever the team that has Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, or the other team that has Larry Nance Jr., Jordan Clarkson, George Hill. You know, like I understand they have Kevin Love is probably better than any of the guys you can throw at that Laker team right now. But at the same point, it's like this is rough, and I think it's just I don't understand why people can't admit that this blew up in his face. This didn't go the way he wanted to this year. Yeah, I mean. The, the Pistons and the Nets have a better record than this yeah. LeBron team in March. Right. And it has blown up in his face, uh, on the court at least. You know what I mean? When we mm -hmm. look at when we look at the Lakers, I think that production-wise, as far as uh, what he's doing with Spring Hill Entertainment and what he's doing, um, you know, he did the ESPN series. Like you said, he did the HBO series. Yeah. He's doing the 2 Chains record. He's doing Space Jam. He's being very successful in LA in that sense but man he had he had the chance to join the Sixers which I've gone on record saying that that's where I think he should have gone 
Yeah. Um, he could have gone to the Rockets. Could have gone to the Rockets. It was a little tougher. Um, I think he would have probably had to do some sign and trade finagling. But yeah. LeBron is king finagle. Like he, right? If there, that's is, what he does. If there's someone that could get it done ever in history, it's him. Um, and then Denver Nuggets, man. He could have gone to Denver, and he declined any meeting with them. He didn't even want to meet with them at all. And that's troubling when you look at Denver. And I mean, we knew that they were up and coming. Yeah, they missed the playoffs last year, but. I mean, we knew that they were up and coming for sure, and we could see the talent there. And it's a little troubling that he wouldn't even give them a meeting. Um, and, of course, he had the Cavs as well. Like, honestly, is it, would it have just been better if he would have stayed with the Cavs? I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. It almost, to me, it almost feels like he should have signed a, like a one-year deal maybe with the Cavs and kind of kicked the can and seen what can what you can make. Yeah, um, he's king one-year deal. Yeah. I, I mean... I don't know why he didn't go, like, the Kevin Durant route. Yeah. Sign a one-year deal, which is fine. Yeah. You can do that. No one's sign, faulting you. Sign a one-year deal. That team's not ready in L.A. AD, which kind of seems to be one of these master plans, isn't ready. Kawhi's not a free agent. Like, there was just a ton of stuff that wasn't ready yet, and it seemed like he... I don't know, kind of jumped the gun, went there a little early, and now his timeline doesn't doesn't really fit with their timeline at all. No, not at, at all. all. At all. And you can sign a meme team and not let these players progress, which kind of just ensures you're not going to win a championship. Yeah. Or you can have these struggles and realize you're going to lose. But you're going to have to lose then. Yeah, and I think too, you know, part of the reason things were saying was like when he's like he signed that four year deal was, well, he's committed to the rebuild, and if he is, great. But understand that the re- the rebuild is going to have a lot of like rough steps, and that's not calling out your teammates and saying that you guys need to be more de- determined and being putting more effort. When we see you on Friday night lose to the Bucks on ESPN and you walk off the court before the game's even over, yeah, those are all bad looks. Throwing the ball off the back court or off the backboard. Yeah. It's a bad look. Dropping your shoulders, it's a bad look. Not getting anywhere close to Ben Simmons um, when he's starting to drive, it's a bad look, man. Yeah. All of it, on defense especially, it's a horrible look. And it's been very uninspiring. Um, it's been very disappointing. Very disappointing. And I'm curious, how many more years in his prime, or does he have any more years in his prime left? Yeah, I mean, I still think going into is, next year. Is this his, is this his prime still? I mean, who knows? Because he's, he's you know the numbers still look very good, obviously. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But if I think we should use numbers to back up what our eyes are seeing, right? Yeah. And if we're using numbers to back up what our eyes are seeing, I think our eyes are seeing someone that's not playing at his prime anymore. It's either that or he's just not giving his one hundred percent effort. And you know, you're right. It's very well possible that a thirty four year old man cannot do what he used to do at 27 years old there's nothing wrong with that absolutely i just let's be fair on this where like i and i hate to even bring up james harden but if if james harden is a bad defender and maybe he just doesn't try on defense yeah i don't know maybe he just doesn't try but if you're bad on defense you're bad on defense right and like just if you're not trying that's not a get out of jail card no you get dinged for that. When, yeah. When we have these discussions on who's the best player in the league, 
You get dinged for that if you're bad on defense. James Harden gets dinged for that in every conversation. Yeah. And rightfully so, he should. LeBron James needs to be dinged for that. Needs to be dinged for his bad defense. Yeah. And and I, I think that he's fallen out of that. That top role is the best player in the world right now. I think so, too. I think right now, if I were making the list, I would have him at like three or four going into the next I season. I agree. Give, I would take Durant or Giannis over him. Yeah. Now, there's nothing. Now, we're not saying this whole Lakers thing is 100% going to be a total failure. There's nothing that tells us that they aren't really good next year. They don't get a couple guys. He doesn't convince someone that goes out there. But to that same point, right now, it's not looking like a great place to sell a free agent. There's like, nothing to tell us that it's going to happen. Right. There's nothing that says to us, like, you know, we keep hearing, well, Clay Thompson, if the Lakers don't, if the Warriors don't offer a max, he's interested in L.A. Like, why would he go there? It's a circus. Magic Johnson's terrible at his job. There's nothing that Magic Johnson has told us so far that tells us he's good at the job. Okay, well, Luke Walton's going to get fired. Who's going to go there to make things better? You're saying Tyron Lue? Tyron Lue. Tyron, Tyron Lue. Lue. Tyron Lue made it seven days and got fired from this Cavs team, which is the top three worst team in the league right now. Yeah. He couldn't coach the top three worst team in the NBA for more than seven games without getting fired. But he's supposed to take this Lakers team to the promised land? Right. What? Okay. How does that make sense? Well, you know, he played for the Lakers, so there he was. Oh, he got stepped over on the Lakers. Yeah. You know, let's play for the Lakers. Luke Walton played for the yeah, Lakers. Luke Walton played for the Lakers. That, <laughs> right. This does, no. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I still like my John Calipari idea. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Yeah. I do. Um, I was thinking about that one the other day. I, I like it. Yeah. It won't happen, but it would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. He's so L.A. Like, tell me Calipari is not L.A. He is, and, and honestly, he's he might not be the X's and O's guy, which is fine because you have LeBron on the court. Right. He's your X's and O's guy. But Calipari, um, better than anyone that I've ever seen, at least on the college basketball level, is great at getting huge personalities to, to mix and yep. gel, which they're going to need in L.A., and it's getting people motivated and wanting to be on your team. Those are his two strengths. Yeah. And right now, that is that is the thing that they are lacking the most, I think. He gets a lot of slack for not being a good player developer, and I think that that's not fair. I mean, he's got, if you think about the last five, six years, he's got a ton of NBA All-Stars. Yeah, I do I do disagree with some of the decisions he's made in the past. Sure. We might save that for an at-large bid episode. Five-minute crunch time. He's pretty rough. but Yeah, like, Devin Booker was your sixth man because the Harris... Forget it. Never yeah, mind. We'll right. we'll dive into that on a college basketball podcast. I mean, I, I've said before too that I wouldn't hate Patino going to the Lakers because, like, what? How awful would that be? And he's in Greece. Be, he's be, in Greece, and he's got his own thing going on. Yeah, just leave him be. I, He'll be in Los Angeles one way or another next year. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But yeah. uh, yeah. God. See, so, but like you know, there's it just doesn't feel like. So, you know, and part of the plan, too, going back to the Lakers was, well, Lance Stevenson, Rondo, JaVale, Beasley, these are all one-year guys, and then all the money goes off, and it's like, cool, guys, so next year when you're picking the lottery, and you're picking a broken-footed bull bull that you're hoping the best from, is that going to be enough to sell, like, a 35-year-old LeBron James, a one-legged bull bull, Alonzo Ball, who, if he's ever going to play again... Like, who's going to want to go there? Like, we've you know, is Bookie really going to want to go to the Lakers? Do you want Bookie after the stretch he's had the last couple of weeks? No. You give me the Clippers instead. Give me right. give me Kawhi and 
whoever the second player is. Whether it's Jimmy Butler, whether they get Tobias Harris to sign back. I don't I don't feel great about I think Tobias Harris is gonna stay. Jimmy Butler might leave, but I don't think he would go Clippers personally. I don't know who would go there. Right. Might be like I don't know if Kemba because you already have Shea. I don't know who that second player is, but certainly not. I mean, you know, Durant and Kawhi would be awesome, but I think I think it's just about set in stone. Kevin Durant's going to the Knicks. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there, guys. We will. Um, I don't know, man. I almost think give me that, give me that situation instead. Um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't. I honestly, I don't think LeBron will win a championship with the Lakers. I don't either. I don't think he's a top two player on the planet anymore. I don't think he'll. I don't think that he'll improve from how he's playing. No. And if they don't sign a huge free agent, that team is screwed. Yeah, screwed. It's okay for him to be in the starlight of his career. Like it's okay to be at the end. Like it's all right, you know. And. He already went to a franchise where the fan base already wasn't necessarily excited about him because they're all Kobe Bryant fans. They're spray painting his friggin' murals when he's when he's being called the king of L.A. And then the injury where it's like, okay, we understand he's hurt. He's going to sit out a little bit. But the injury timeline kept getting extended more and more and more and more and more. I just don't think he's done a good job of selling himself to his fan base. And, of course, there's the AD debacle where it's pretty well-known set in stone. Where you see Jeannie Buss came out today and was like, that was lie. That was all a lie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's let's do a hypothetical real quick. Dur- sure. Durant goes to New York. Mm-hmm. Kyrie goes to New York. Yeah. Um, they have a top three pick. We believe that Kemba's going to be offered a max. Correct. Um, From sources. And I think that he should be taking that. Right. He will be. Um. We think that Tobias Harris is going to get offered a max and, and sign it. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that they plan on offering Jimmy Butler a contract as well. Who do the Lakers sign? Because you know it's Clay Thompson and Boogie. Then yeah, it's Clay Thompson and Boogie. So That's Clay, your best bet. So you have to hope that Clay Thompson, who's in the most cushy situation ever, and the most go with the flow guy ever, he's he's on, you know, maybe the second best team in history. Yeah, you're going to hope that he decides to leave. To go play with the Lakers? Because his dad played there? Gotcha. So that, to me, that one doesn't make a ton of sense. No. So then it's, you're going to get Boogie. You know, because we know DeAndre Russell's not coming back either. We know he's either Brooklyn or he's staying somewhere. He's not going back to LA. Yeah. Possibly the Suns. Yeah. Him and Booker. I love that. You see Booker walking around with his all-star jersey and stuff. That seems to make a lot of sense there. Terry Rozier? Like really, what? Like Oof. Chris Middleton again? Like probably gonna stay in Milwaukee. Listen, you listen to our episode um, that just went up, the Shot Callers episode, when we talked about Milwaukee. Dude, they got it going on. They're in sync. I would not leave it. They don't even get media. They don't have to deal with any of it. Those players are gelling. They're, they're at the point it. where their bench can play by matchup, where yeah. they could be like, "We'll play Pat Connaughton ten minutes tonight. He might sit tomorrow, but we're gonna need him for ten minutes against the Lakers." And their timeline matches up at the box. Mm-hmm. Why would Chris Middleton leave? My timeline matches with Giannis's timeline, which matches with Eric Bledsoe's timeline. We're good. Yeah. We're good. So who are the Lakers going to get? So it's Boogie? Right. Uh, coming off an Achilles injury where and he's exposed. also a very big liability on defense. You know, and it's 
do you think Gail Benson, now that Dell Demps is out, is going to go ahead and be like, fine, we'll do the Anthony Davis deal now? Like, why would she? I mean, she doesn't know basketball, but that's your best. That's your best guess is, well, maybe now that he's gone, maybe we'll see what the Lakers offer us now, and maybe we can get him. And that's a prayer. That's not like a okay. That's likely. Yeah, man. I just think if you look at it, they struck out with Kawhi. Mm-hmm. They struck out with Paul George. Mm-hmm. They've struck out with Anthony Davis so far. So far, they haven't hit on any of it. I think right. Yeah, and you know. I think we can be honest here and say the Lakers aren't, you know, even before, I understand LeBron's there and, you know, but I think LeBron went there for, obviously for more reasons than basketball. But since one of the Lakers, when, you know, how long has it been since the Lakers were a desirable location? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, even when Dwight Howard and Steve Nash went there, that was like a hope for the best kind of thing. And Steve Nash got hurt when, Paul Gasol went there. That was by trade. Obviously, it worked out. He won championships. He was great. Ron Artest signed with them. But it's been a long time since people have been like... I mean, when Kevin Durant was a free agent, he didn't even meet with the Lakers. He met with the Celtics. He met with the Warriors. He met with the Thunder. And I think he met with the Clippers. He didn't even meet with the Lakers. Yeah, I think that unless you uh, are really trying to market yourself a certain way... That might not be the best fit for you, right? And the other thing too is it like makes, it makes sense when you have one of the biggest shoe deals ever, right? right? It makes sense when you have um, Space Jam coming out, yeah. right? That it like that all makes sense. Why you'd want to go there? You'd want to sell more stuff. You'd want to learn under Magic how to own a team. But that's only applicable for one person in the NBA right now, right? And that's LeBron. And, and for other people, it's not applicable. And so I think that this dream LeBron has has doesn't match up with everyone else's dream. And for that reason, I am just very fearful that this whole Lakers thing is going to turn out to be a complete bust. Right. I agree, man. I think it's very possible. I think it's very possible if next year they have another rough year, he says, okay, you got to trade me now. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And they are currently, um, when we're recording this, they are four and a half games out of the eight seed. Yeah. And there's only 19 games left when we're recording this? Yeah. Their chances of missing the playoffs are 90%. Um, so if you bet $900 on the Lakers to miss the playoffs right now, you win $100 on the bet if they miss it. That's rough, man. Yeah. That's rough. Uh, and they still have Sacramento ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So, Who, honestly, I'd much rather see play Golden State. Absolutely. It, it's, I don't know, man. Yeah. I think uh, Sacramento, Sacramento's still got a little bit of a climb, too. They're three games out. So, like, the Lakers have, have some hopping to do for sure. Right. And not a ton of time. Yeah, I know. And it's, I don't know. I think there's there is definitely something where this falls apart. And I think... I think LeBron's to blame. I think Magic's to blame. I think Genie Buss is to blame. And, you know, I think Lou Walton obviously has some questionable decision-making, but he's only dealt so much. I mean, how would you feel if you're the head coach of a team that's like, good news, you get LeBron. Oh, cool, great. Bad news, you get Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, and JaVale McGee, too, and you go, stop. Hey, what? Yeah, excuse me? Huh? Hey, what was that last part? Yeah. So this year, um, they do only have a handful of games left. Here's some of them. Brutal. Uh, Nuggets, 
that's a loss. Celtics feels like a loss. Raptors a loss. Bucks for sure loss. Jazz feels like a loss. Thunder feels like a loss. Warriors is a loss. Blazers is probably a loss. Jazz might be a loss. So I don't know. I don't know one. I mean, that was half of their games. So one, yeah. how do they stay above a 500 pace? <clears throat> and two, and, and that's assuming they beat teams that they should. Right. They just lost to the Suns. Yes, by they double just, digits. They just lost to the Suns that are now 13 and 51. They were on, like, what, a 12-game losing streak before that game? They just lost to them. Yeah. So you have to assume that you can beat the Suns of the world. I They're going to miss the playoffs. And, and honestly, I think they should sit LeBron and tank. They need to I'm sit down. LeBron and they need to tank. Yeah. Lose out. Get in the top seven. Go get, like, a DeAndre Hunter. Or trade the pick for something that like you want to get. You you need to say that LeBron aggravated his growing. Yeah. It would save face. Mm-hmm. It it would it would be the best possible look, and it would give you an out. It would give you an out. It'd give you a better draft pick. It'd give you another asset. It would save you from the embarrassment of getting swept in the first round by Golden State because Golden State would just put their foot on their throat. And laugh. And laugh at them. Uh, Kevin Durant, I, I I honestly feel like Kevin Durant would go off for 45 a night. On, oh, yeah. On, on LeBron and that And team. probably have four or five assists to go with it. It would it would be it would be like watching your heroes fall in front of you if, if you saw LeBron there. So um, I really think the best thing that they could do right now is tank. I, uh, I, I, start, I tend to agree, honestly. <laughs> Because best case scenario is what? What's best case scenario? Best case scenario, they go on a run. They're the seventh seed. Okay. Cool, so we play Denver. Have there, fun. There, There's your loss there. You don't get past Denver. Right. I don't think you do get past Denver. No. Worst case, but that's best case scenario if you try and win. That's best. Worst case scenario is you're just embarrassed. Just totally embarrassed. And you now you look like a team that, you know, hey, you, you guys tried your best and you're not a playoff team. You're not you're not one player away from a title. No, you're one player away from getting into the playoffs, and then we're gonna lose. So I'm not gonna go there. No, I'm not gonna go there. And man, you look at the Clippers right now. The Clippers are still in the playoffs, and they right. have nobody there. Yeah, did you see what Zubox said today? Yeah, yeah, loved it. What how he didn't get the same chances and stuff like that on the Lakers. Well, not only that, he said that when I played for the Lakers and we were in games like we were in tonight. We were we weren't locked in. He's like everyone in this Clippers team is locked in every possession. And Patrick Beverly comes out and says the Clippers are the best fucking team in L.A. So hard, love it. It is so hard. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Are you ready for the playoffs to start and for LeBron James to not be there? I think I've just kind of come to the conclusion that that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, it's so weird to think like in July when he signed. And all these guys signed, we were on these shows going, well, every young guy has a mentor. They've got the best part in the world. They're going to be fun. This is going to be good. You know, what do we predict? Four seed for them? And now we're sitting here going like, this is terrible. Tank, you're never going to make the playoffs, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I think it's cool to, I think it's all right to admit that the Lakers is a dysfunctional franchise too, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's okay to say that. Yeah. Um, I've come to terms with it. LeBron is not going to be in the playoffs this year. I'm okay with it. I'm ready to see Durant in the West. I'm ready to see Giannis in the East. I want to see those two 
clash in the finals. I do too. Yeah, those. That that is what I am looking forward to now. Yeah, because I think you know one of the things I want to discuss on here is can the NBA handle this? Isn't just you and me talking. This is you know as guys who have NBA podcasts who watch stuff on League Pass every night. You know how many casual people do you know that say I only watch the NBA during the playoffs? Part of that draw is LeBron James. They're already taking a ratings dip because he went to Los Angeles because he plays at ten thirty every night. Can the NBA really? I don't think they're going to have this significant drop-off by any means, but can they really handle two months of playoffs without LeBron James where you know for the last eight years he was going to be in the NBA Finals and now you don't even he's not even going to be playing in April? Yeah, I guess my, my counter-argument to that would be you know, how well were the ratings of last year's NBA Finals where LeBron was in it, but it just wasn't competitive? Because I, I feel like if he got into the playoffs this year, It'd be the first round. It'd be the exact same thing. I think game one was one of the most watched games, NBA games ever, actually. Yeah, game one. Yeah, and that game was incredible. Yeah. I'll forever remember that game. Absolutely. But yeah, I think that's fair. Game three, like... They were in it, and then it fell apart at the end. Game four. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You you didn't even feel a sense of need to watch game three, though. Right. You did. Like, of course we did, but like, you just don't, I don't know. You didn't need to, and and I feel like the tide kind of already turned, in my opinion. Um, yeah, you know they probably had, they had a very slim chance of winning already, but game one when they fought and they were they looked really good, and then J.R. Smith makes the infamous forgetting the score play that that ruined everything. Yeah, I think that I think that my counter argument to this would be that this gives players like Kevin Durant and Giannis the spotlight that they do deserve. Oh, and I agree with you. And I think that if Kevin or if LeBron was in the playoffs, it might take away from that. And I think that there might be fans that now fall in love with Kevin Durant and Giannis the same way. I don't think Kevin Durant would be loved the same way. I think he's pretty much up there in the most hated players in the NBA. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, but like that's not I mean, I agree with what you're saying for sure. But to casual fans, like, there's a lot of people that don't care about Kevin Durant. Like, they, they watch it because of LeBron James. Like, that's kind of like, okay, we want to see if he's going to win or lose. Yeah. He kind of has that Laker, he kind of has that Yankees feel, that Alabama football feel, and, like, we don't have that now. It's like, could you imagine a college football player without Alabama? How meh would that be at that point? For me, I'd love it, but. Yeah. I mean, are you going to be happy when Golden State's not in the Western Conference Finals? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know because I mean, it happens. It it just happens. Yeah, it happens. I it does. Um, you Teams know. go through this. The, the The NBA was fine once the Spurs stopped being the best team forever. I mean, they were the best team forever. And, yeah, and then they weren't, and it was fine. Um, I don't know. I feel like it always recovers, and it always is cyclical. And um, I'm excited for the new cycle. I am too. Is basically, kind of what I'm getting at. And we probably really only have maybe one, two more years of the Warriors. Depending yeah. how that all shakes out. Yeah. And, like, part of me, like, rooting against it for four years, part of me is like, yes. But then part of me is like, I don't know if I'll ever see a team like this again. You won't. No. You won't for for at least a while. I think. Three insanely good sharpshooters. An amazing system. Like, it's few and far between. All right, do we talk the other end of this now? Let's talk LeBron's old sidekick. They just need to get back together. They just need to do it. 
Just do it. That's true. They oh. were on a break. Just like friends, they were yeah. on a break. Yeah. I mean, we got the Instagram singing videos between them already. Like, just just get back. Just do it. Yeah, but the latest in Kyrie. <laughs> um, oh, Kyrie. Oh, oh, Kyrie. The latest in it uh, was a video that surfaced, and um, Kyrie says, I'm not going to miss any of this shit. End quote. And that's him walking into the arena and having the the film, the cameras that, you know, the, the classic where you walk in, there's a camera watching him walk through the locker room thing. Which, he's not, not going to have that anywhere else he plays. He's he's absolutely going to have that, maybe more, when he's in New York with Kevin Durant. Yeah, or in Los Angeles with LeBron again. Yeah. If it's one of the two things he goes. He's definitely going to have cameras in his face everywhere. And... I don't know why he's saying he's sick of it. He's at home. It's a it's a home game. Right. And it's on ABC against the Rockets. It's like, a Sunday afternoon game. Yeah. Like, this is what you should want. This is what you said you wanted. First of all, years ago when, when you wanted to be traded, this is right. This is it. You wanted your own team. You wanted to be the guy. Well, camera's in your face. Be the guy then. Yeah. This is what it's all about. And I don't think he's – I don't think that he is built for it. I don't think he is either. I don't. and I, I think, think he's an excellent Robin. Absolutely. And it's going to be great when he goes to New York and he is Kevin Durant's Robin. I know. It's going to be so nice. It's going to be great. But that will leave Boston in a difficult spot. It will. Does Boston then open up their war chest and still go for Anthony Davis? I think they will. I think that, that regardless of what happens. Yeah, you uh, still want to acquire Anthony Davis's talent? Yeah. The problem is... If you do, what does your trade offer look like, for example? Right. You know, I mean, at the end of the day. Tatum. Tatum. Tatum Hayward. No thanks. Tatum. Jalen Brown. No thanks. So so Tatum and Smart and Rozier would be able to get it done. Yeah. Do you make that offer if you're a Celtics? I mean. For Anthony Davis? Sure, you make the offer. Sure. But. So, so let's, say that gets, let's say that gets it done, okay? You have Anthony Davis for a year. Then Anthony Davis walks. You have no Kyrie. No draft picks. No picks. No Tatum. No Rozier. No Smart. You're stuck no with Anthony Hayward. Davis. You have Gordon Hayward. And uh, I believe Al Horford's a free agent this year. Yeah, Al Horford's a free agent. I think he'll sign again. But you have <laughs> – things could go very, very, very south. Things could go really poorly for the Celtics. If they don't play their cards right. Yeah, and obviously couldn't happen to a Nitro franchise if you ask me personally. But... <laughs> I know you say that in jest. But it is crazy. I mean, how, what was it, four months ago where we sat in this same studio? We picked them to be, either we picked them to be in the title or we picked them to win the title. We said, we said fast forward to game six of the finals. And I didn't think that there was a team that had a better situation. I didn't either. I didn't even really think it was close. I didn't either. I thought they were so talented and had so many potential options in their war chest of uh, goodies and assets that I thought there is zero chance that this team doesn't make it out um, on top with a championship eventually. You know what I mean? Like, with these people, they'll get a championship. I was like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, they're just going to keep accumulating talent and talent and talent, and they're going to get these awesome draft picks. Then all of a sudden stuff happens where the Kings draft pick isn't as great. Right. Then your Clippers draft pick, that might not convey if they fall out and, yeah. and go to the lottery. Then all of a sudden your Memphis pick thought it was going to be a – you know, you thought your Kings pick was a top three pick. Right. Now all of a sudden it's out of the lottery maybe. Now your Memphis pick 
kind of falls a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a seventh pick. Right. And maybe you don't get the Clippers pick, and you're like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, this is a seven-player NBA draft. Wait, wait. I was supposed to get a three, and I was supposed to get a five, and now I'm going to get one seven, and the other two aren't going to convey? Is that what's going to happen? Like, it's it could go badly with their draft picks, and then you're going to lose Kyrie Irving for nothing. Yeah, for nothing. For nothing. For Yeah, and... And that can set a franchise back. That very much can. And, you know, we've... I've been on record to say that I've never thought that he was a number one guy. Um, not that I don't think he's a great player, but I think he's also been a very much... He's been a victim of his success being with... At one point, he has the best player in the world for three years. And then here he comes to a guy where a point guard, where, he, where a guy made a point guard like Isaiah Thomas score 26 points a game. And he was blended into both those situations. Not, again, this isn't discrediting how good he is. The way he's become an, a facilitator this year is great. I've loved him as a passer. But I think at the same time, I just think that we're getting to the point with Kyrie Irving where you got to wonder, like you said, I don't think he's built for being the guy. Yeah, do you think Kyrie Irving will ever be the best player on a championship team? No. I don't either. I don't, I don't either, but I think that he will be, you know, maybe outside of Golden State situation right now, he's like the second, he's the best, second best player you could have. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. Where he's like, he's top 10, but like back end top 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So like, if there's five or six teams that are competitors, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's nice to have a top 10 guy on your team, but he's not the guy. Exactly, and I think that's something that that I've been trying to I've been saying for the last maybe two months or so is that they don't have that top end talent. They don't have a, a top five player in the world, right? That it seems like championship contenders really need. Oh, for sure. And um, yeah, things could things could really sour for this team. Well, you know, we've made mention. Um, we thought Gordon Hayward would be better this year. Maybe we were premature there because we didn't really take in the fault that he's recovering from his leg being ruined. Uh, we expected Jason Tatum to take a step this year, and he's really kind of the same player he was last year. Uh, Jalen Brown has decreased. Like, So with Tatum, it seems like we put so much stock into his playoff performance. Yeah. And I think that people are still putting a lot of stock in last year's playoff performance. And maybe not enough stock in the last 60 games. Yeah. If he's only played, you know, let's say he's played 140 games in his career. And I don't have the numbers in front of me. If he's played 140 games in his career and we're, it seems like we're only judging him on the first 80 or so. Right. It's really weird that it, it, it we're kind of ignoring the most recent um, version of him, especially... Especially with him being such a young What player. was your estimation of how many games he's played? 140. Oh my god, it's 143. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Good. I'm the rain man of basketball reference. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's shooting 60% worse from three than he did last year. How much? 60%. 16. 6D. 60%. Last year was a 43% three-point shooter. This year's a 37% three-point shooter. That's not 60%. Oh, wait. I was I got my number six up. Sorry. Whoa. It's late at night. Like, oof. Uh, he's the same two point percentage shooter. Like he's you know, like, like he averages three point three points more a game. His per thirty sixes are extremely similar to last year. Like eh. 
I think he's the same player. Right, but I just feel like everyone expected him to take a step forward. And I don't know. It's it's we're seeing it across the league with a lot of players that are taking big steps in their second season. Um, <laughs> a la Fox. Darren Fox, exactly. Yes. And yeah, I don't know. Right now, you got to think he looks like he's the best from that draft right now, right? I mean, Alonzo Ball, Markel Fultz, Jason Tatum, right now, Malik Monk. Right now, you can start a franchise. Lori Markkinen. You have zero people on your franchise. You can start one with Monk or with uh, Fox or Tatum. I probably lean towards Fox right now. Really? I do. I think I'd probably still go Tatum just because he can play multiple positions, I kind of feel like. That's and I, fair. And I feel like if let, – let's say that it's at least close between those two. Oh, it two, is close. For sure close. Um to me, I think that wings are more valuable than guards. Yeah. And so if it's close, I'll just go with the more valued position. Yeah, so, that's fair. But I think if I sat down, I could probably convince myself into Fox for sure. I I, I see the uh, I see the absolute argument, and it's and it'd be a tough call. I'd probably have to look more to their defensive ratings before I seriously like sat down and made a decision because I yeah. know Fox is shown to be a really good two way player. Yeah. I know I know Tatum's had glimpses in defense, but I don't know what his defensive readings are off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you 100% confident in Kyrie going to the Knicks now? Um, Where's your confidence level on this? I'd say it's about 90. 90? Yeah. That's where, I, I, I feel like 90 is about where I'm at. I just really do feel like... I do feel like LeBron's going to make a run at him. I'm not saying he's going to go, but I feel like LeBron's going to... Try to make something happen to get him. I don't see it. I, I genuinely don't see it. Um, I don't know. If I was a betting man, I wouldn't. I think that the chances of it happening are less than 20%. Oh, I'm not saying it's likely. Sure. But. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that tons of people are going to make runs at him. I, I think that he has a better chance of staying in Boston than going to the like. I think so too, but. Yeah. yeah. I think that someone's. I mean, I think that he's going to try to make a very big case to come back. Hence, he's like, hey, be on my all-star team. See what it's like. Remember this? We won a title. It was cool. You yeah. called me. You apologized because you realized you weren't a leader. Yeah. I can be a leader. You can just do your thing. I'll hand you the keys like we're going to play into in Cleveland. Yeah, but then what do you do with Lonzo? I guess you try and trade him. And... Oh, man. Am I going to run my 41% free throw shooter? Okay. Sure. I mean, you still got to – I mean, he's still paying him $8 million a year. Sure. You know, and send him to Phoenix like his dad wants him to go. I don't fucking care at that point. Sure. I think it's three three team trade, I guess. Yeah, I mean Phoenix just beat the Lakers, so maybe better for him. Sure. Yeah. Apparently Snoop Dogg put up a video ranting on the Lakers. I got to see soon. So good, good. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I think uh, I think it's very. I would say it's about ninety percent that he goes there, and I'm very. I would say I'm about ninety six percent Kevin Durant's leaving. Yeah, I'm. I'm good on that number as well. That's that's gonna happen. Think about how how much sense it would make for Kevin Durant, who wants to invest in tech companies, right, and businesses, right. He's in San Francisco, in like true San Francisco now. Yeah, he's in Silicon Valley. Yeah, he's in Silicon Valley. Which, when you talk about tech, Silicon Valley is number one. And what's number two? There, there really isn't even a number two. Right. That's how far ahead Silicon Valley is for tech and stuff like that. And he is in the heart of it. And he chooses to put his business headquarters in New in, York City. In New York City, it makes it it makes no sense. His unless... business partner is a diehard Knicks fan. Come on, come on, like come on. To me, I don't know, man. 
I don't know. I, I think that a lot of people, I think it's different when someone like, everyone has an L.A. house now. I yeah. Like in the NBA, everyone right. buys an L.A. house. Jimmy Butler's got a house in L.A. Like, Jimmy Butler buys a house in L.A. LeBron buys a house in L.A. Kawhi buys a house in L.A. I expect everyone to own a house in L.A. at this point. And to me, that doesn't influence my decision making on no. where I think someone will go. But planning your future for your businesses in New York City, when you have a great option in front of you, that seems like writing on the wall for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and just how he's handled stuff. Um, I just think it's I think it's going to happen. Yeah, and those two are like, I made the point all, all offseason about the term the garden guy. Those yeah. two are the ultimate garden guys. Absolutely. Like, those two are the guys that, like, Madison Square Garden will love if they get hot. And if they do so happen to win the lottery and they put Zion Williams with those two, like, oh, my God. It's weird to think that the Knicks has, like, become desirable with the span of just like, just like that. I think that – here's a take. I think that the Knicks are the most desirable situation for Anthony Davis to go to. I agree. I do. We just talked about the Celtics situation and how there's a possibility that it could be pretty bad. There is a possibility that... We're betting on the Lakers being bad at this point. Yeah, I would yeah. assume that it's going to be bad. And Anthony Davis, it, it seems like Anthony Davis doesn't want to go to the, the Celtics as much. Right. And that leaves you with the Knicks, which has a, poss- has a really good possibility. And according to us, 90%, 95% chance to get... Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. I mean, shoot. You know, and you know they're going to get a good draft pick, whatever yeah. that looks like. And maybe that's traded for uh, maybe that's traded for AD, but uh, I don't know, man. I like it. Mitchell Robinson would be enticing. Yeah. Um, Knox would be enticing. And I don't know if you'd have to give those guys up. I assume you probably would if you trade for them. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, they've got 37 point guards, you know. You can just get rid of two of those. Yeah, I I do fear that like, what would be an overpay for Anthony Davis if he had Zion? Ooh, if you have Zion Williamson on in in a trade, how much more do you really have to add to that trade to get Anthony Davis for a year? If you know Anthony Davis isn't going to resign with that other team, yeah, you really shouldn't have to add much more, honestly. Like, like, and truthfully, and I did a podcast with um, Jordan from Lottery Bound maybe a month or two ago. And we talked about Zion, and I said, "Is there anything more valuable in the league right now than than getting Zion Williamson's draft rights? Essentially, him for nine years, right? Like, I don't know if there's anything more valuable than like anything. No, I don't think there is. Like maybe Giannis. That's probably the closest bet. But man, I don't know if there's anything else. Yeah, maybe Harden." Would you rather have Harden for was was he have five years four four years left now? Oh yeah, you're a good point. Yeah, I'd probably still take Zion. Harden for four years or Zion for nine. Right, because I I think we're past the point now where like a draft pick, you know, you can go like, well, you never know, he could be bad. Like, there's no him being bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't. There's see no Andrew it, Wiggins in this case with Zion. No, Williams, so. I don't. I don't see it. And tickets and shoe sales and everything are just going to be there. They're just hundred percent going to be there for an organization and. I don't know, man. I don't know how much more you have to throw in if you have Zion. Right. I wouldn't say much more. I'm sure they'll ask for more, but... Yeah, man. I don't know. Because the only thing that he really has a weakness on is his three-point shooting. And that could be fixed. Yeah. 
Unless you're Ben Simmons. Don't fix that. Just don't even do it. <laughs> yeah, I I like the Knicks situation a lot. I do too. And I... The Porzingis thing now is like, oh, okay, I get I it. I was fine with the Porzingis thing. I, I, I think I've been fine with it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think that the... That's got to be a desirable location too if he comes back healthy at some point. I don't really know their, yeah, I don't really know what their money situation is, but I can't imagine they're very over well, now know, that Harrison Barnes is gone. You know what Dallas's long term plan is, right? Sign Giannis. Yeah. They're they're looking at in two and a half seasons, two and a half off seasons, Giannis will be a free agent. And that's who they want to go for. Hence they drafted Costas. Yeah. They drafted Costas. They have um European Porzingis, they have European Doncic. They have Dirk, which I would assume is going to be like a bench coach, or like some. You're right, ambassador to the franchise. Yeah, he's going to be like uh, like how the Cleveland Browns have that dog that just kind of stays around the facilities mm-hmm. and hangs out. Dirk is just going to be the the dog of the Mavs. You know, yeah. he's just going to hang out and just be part of the team. And I think that European players are are going to want to go there. Yeah, I we never talked. I don't know if we've ever talked hockey on this podcast, but. The Red Wings had it in the '90s, where they had, you know, they were the place for Russian players, and right. Russian players specifically wanted to go there because that's, you know, what I mean, they had people of the same culture, and that's that's what Dallas is trying to build right now. So, so do you kind of see the Rockets have that with China? Yeah, absolutely. It's mean, a huge thing for them. Yeah, yeah, especially after Yao, they have right. They just have a big following and everything. So, yeah, why not? You know, I dig it. Yeah. All right. Anything you want to touch on before we get before we wrap this up? No, man. Um, I, <laughs> as crazy as this sounds, Lakers bad, Celtics maybe bad, possibly good, Knicks good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 2020 NBA next yeah. year. Crazy. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna go and wrap up this week's edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. Um, of course, I say this every episode now for the next couple of weeks. Now's the time to mash the 30-second button if you don't want to hear this. But don't forget, March 20th from 7.30 to 9 p.m. Eastern, the at-large bid team, being myself and Ryan Luster, will be live at Braxton Brewery for 48 Minutes Presents at-large bid live at Braxton. Getting you ready for the NCAA tournament, uh, we'll be joined by my good pals Adam Baum and Brad Redford. We're going to talk the tournament. We're going to talk tournament memories. Um, we're going to have a mic for fans that for a Q&A. And we're also taking donations. We're going to benefit 100% of the proceeds to the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. So come on out, have some beers with us, talk hoops, raise some money for some good causes. We're really excited about this. It's a huge thing for our network. So, again, thanks for coming out. Check out our shows on iTunes and at 40minutesnetwork.com. Give us some subscribes. Hit us with those five-star reviews. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, man.